0: My next guest definitely does not shy away from doing her, and I love her for it. She shares her life daily online to her almost 50,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> she has worked for MTV, worked at London, Milan and Paris Fashion Weeks, and she is a former Compton model. Yes, I am, of course, talking about Fashionably 40 a.k.a. Emily O'Donohue. Emily, you are so welcome to Go Do You. Thank you for taking the time to chat to me this morning. Thank you. That was a really nice <laughs>
1: introduction.
0: You liked it? I
1: <laughs> kind of did,
0: actually. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, it's well-deserved. Um, I just want to bring it back a little bit before we start, if you don't mind. So you were actually born in Cork. You went to boarding school in Waterford yep. and college in UCD. You studied radio and television production for your postgraduate And ended up working for MTV in (laughs) London. Can you tell us a little
1: bit about that? How cool? It was actually. It was really good fun. Um, I have always wanted to work in television. I think since I was a small kid. Be it in front of the camera, behind the camera, doing anything creative with TV. Um, So I did that postgrad in Griffith. And then I found that it was really difficult to get a foot in the door of any television television company over here in Ireland, Um, even as an intern, a runner, anything, just to sort of be exposed to that environment of TV. So I started applying over in the UK. I had no uh, ambitions to go and live in the UK. I had made home in Dublin and was really happy to stay there. But um, I got offered some interviews with MTV. So I got offered three. So I flew over for one day to do all three interviews. One was for MTV News, one was for MTV Europe for their European um events team, and then the other one was for m t v live I think which was um out of Leicester square. Wow, did all the interviews um and s- waited uh before I had to get my flight back home and I got offered m t v news or m t v europe the events team, and I remember calling dad going and it was only for internships, so it was yeah. it was all quite you know um quite basic easy stuff it wasn't a a full job as such Um, and I remember calling dad going what one do you think I mean I I don't know and he says well which do you think you'd use your skill set in I'm fluent in French and um, I love organizing and all that kind of stuff and I said I think possibly the events team Uh, there'll be a huge amount of travel Um, it's not going to be in TV I'll be working for a TV network but I won't be in working in front of the screen or behind the camera or anywhere near the camera. Mm. And he said, I still think it might be a good one. So I went with that.
0: Well done. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. How exciting. Because MTV News was
0: huge. Like, this oh, was, was our so life. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was, oh.
1: it was amazing. And um, But, you know, just to be in. So I was in the commercial side of MTV. We were based on Oxford Street. I have to say it was the most incredible introduction to London living. I was literally at the age of 25 living the dream. I had so much fun. Um, and ended up living in London for 14 years. I only worked at MTV for about 18 months. Um, they did a massive rejig and our department was one of the most expensive departments. So they started making cuts there. Oh,
0: no. um, and but I it came gonna... at a
1: really good time though because yeah. I was ready to move on anyway to try okay. and earn more money and kind of shift my career into a more grown-up role. I was getting tired of travelling all the time. It was insane. But at 25, like, oh, it's like gold.
0: (laughs) And I was going to ask you if MTV wasn't cool enough. You then got the opportunity to work at London, Milan and Paris Fashion Week. How did that amazing opportunity come about?
1: (laughs) So from MTV, when I got made redundant, I started applying for jobs over in London and got um, a job as an account manager on... In a marketing, a sponsorship and marketing uh, company called The Works London, which then was brought over kind of um, a couple of times more after that. I was working with them for about three years. And Canon were my client from the very start. And they are or were title sponsors at the time of London, Milan and Paris Fashion Week. Oh. They were also sponsors of the World Wildlife Fund. So I got to work on stuff like that. Um, a lot of travelling again, a lot of organising, um, organizing, um a lot of account management, yeah. working with the client quite closely. And then the other thing that they used to sponsor was Champions League final, oh, UEFA wow. Cup final. Oh, my God. And I love God. football and I love sports. So I was really getting exposed to opportunities that were just beyond my wildest dreams. It was fab. It was such good fun. And, and at such a
0: young age. And such a young oh. age, but
1: really hard work and um, lots of stories to tell. No day was the yeah. same.
0: I'd say so. I'd love to hear them someday. Um, So you first moved back to Cork, was it only six years ago? That's right. Okay. Did you find that very challenging, your transition as a family? I know you have two young daughters. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I guess I'm from Cork, grew up in Cork, um, but hadn't lived here since I was 12. And so um, Chris, my husband, is also from Ireland. He's from Cork, born in Cork, but raised in Watford. Um, And so both of us knew that one day we would want to come come back back home. Um, And I guess the time was right in London. Evie, I've got two girls, Evie is 11 and Jessica's 8. And when Evie was four over in London, we had to kind of decide on schools for her over there. And I just got a bit nervous. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to actually commit to life in London all the time. And Chris was like, well, let's look at going home. And so that's what we did. And we moved back six years ago. Um and Evie started in national school and they're both in school now and life in Cork is is amazing. it's, yeah, cause it's it,
0: fab it, it's a big commitment when you're choosing your child's primary school, isn't it? Because oh yeah, like the
1: last thing you want to do is put them in summer for a year
0: and then take them out. And yeah, and
1: she's in a wonderful one. I mean, they yeah. they both just skip into school every morning, oh, which I is love really that. nice. That's it makes magic. my job so much yeah. easier. Yeah. Oh,
0: brilliant. Um so I'm just going to bring it to today. Um, you have almost 50,000 followers on your Instagram account, fashionably 40-ish, who click into your stories daily to see what you are wearing <laughs> and what you are up to. Congratulations. How did it all start and how did you make it into the no doubt lucrative business it is today
1: I always think the stories. Well, I think the story is quite funny, um, because I'm not sure a lot of people would believe how the story came about, that I started Fashion before you, so I'll tell it to you. Yes, please. We were, as a family, down in Kelly's Resort in Rosslair for my father-in-law's breath day, uh, coming up five years, four years ago, I can't remember, four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and I was on the beach with Chris, and I loved the outfit that I was wearing that day. Yeah. And I have my own personal Instagram uh, that was just for my friends and family and me. And I said to him would you take a photo of me? Yeah. He's like, you know, raising. Yeah, I know the that eyes look. To my, my husband does the same. <laughs> yeah. I go on. Yeah. And I was doing these poses and showing yeah. off my photo and he goes. <laughs> and people have got to understand that Chris and I have known each other since we were 12, we went to school okay. together. He goes to me you're some dickhead. I <laughs> and I went, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah. Seriously, all these poses. Who is wanting yeah, yeah, yeah. to see this? Yeah. Who wants to see you posing on the beach in this outfit? Yeah, yeah. And I said, my friends. yeah, Or I just want them for me, for, you know, photos. Yeah. And he says, do you know what you should do now? You should set up a fashion-only Instagram account just for fashion.
0: Well done, and your Chris.
1: Cats. <laughs> <Well> done, Chris. <laughs> and in that moment I turned around to him And we were laughing And I said I will Yeah. So we went back up to the hotel I sat down He had work to do The girls were in the um, The little creche there If you know Kelly's You'll know that they've got An amazing child yes. service And I sat down beside him yeah. And I went on to Instagram And created an account And I looked at him And I went What am I going to call it And oh, yeah. I was 39 And he goes uh, I don't know Something to do with the fact That you're nearly 40 And I went okay and he said it also will probably have to have fashion in the title. And I was like, OK, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Yeah. And okay. literally just doing there. Yeah, I love it. And about half an hour later, I had like three followers. <laughs> Brilliant. And I was I like, oh my it. God, what am I even doing here? Yeah. Um, and it was out of spite yeah, that yeah, I started yeah. it. Um, and it's really funny because I have been on Instagram for however many years, but had never really been uh, cognitive of the influencer world. Okay. So I actually didn't go into it thinking I was going to be an influencer. Okay. I was going into it to create an account that was for random people to see my outfits. Because yes, clearly, yeah. according to Chris <laughs> Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares my well, there's friends. fifty thousand people are caring, Chris. <laughs> yeah, and I do remind him yeah. of that every yeah. now and again. I um it. but you know it was a tricky start because it was a hard shift going from Hobby of just showing off my mm-hmm. uh, outfits to actually having to set time aside and take it seriously, yeah, and, and to try and make a commercial where you know you're kind of getting remunerated for your time because I have small kids mm-hmm. and my first job and my first focus is them. I've yeah. always wanted to be a mother. I've wanted to be a mom since I was six, seven years mm-hmm. of age. Yeah, so nothing was going to compromise that. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of wait, and that's one thing I would say to anybody who wants to do something like this: you've got to, you've got to choose your time right. And the time was right for me because the little ones were in school. So from 8.30 to 10 past one or 10 past two, depending on what age they were, mm. I had time to to work. Yeah. And that's what I started to do.
0: Oh, brilliant. Well, there's a lot of people grateful to Chris. Thank you for the inspiration.
1: <laughs> OK, let's not give him too much Still, Credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. listen. No,
0: no, seriously, don't. Sure, <laughs> I asked my husband to take a picture and he's like, does the same eye roll, and then he starts taking the picture as I'm walking oh. to where I want the picture taken. So I've, yeah. f- and he just does this, like clicking with his thumbs yeah. aimlessly. So I have about fifteen pictures before I even get to yeah. the
1: spot where I it's want so to It's so funny. No, but Chris now, Chris now does not eye roll. He, he? dare oh not gosh. eye roll. Well done. <laughs> he still does a hundred clicks. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, we don't mind. It's that.
1: literally more work. I've got to edit all those yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, photos yeah, yeah. he's taken. But at least we anyway. have options.
0: <laughs> um, I'm sure many of us are. Wondering who is your own style icon and who inspires your love of fashion? Is there anyone on Instagram that you particularly love to follow?
1: There's loads that I love to follow but I try not to get... It's hard to explain. I try not to get inspired by them too much because then I'll start to become obsessed by them. You know, because there's so many people on Instagram who look amazing. Their style is cool. So I try not to have one or... Or two, Mm -hmm. I I have one or two, but I I try not to look at them too often. Which sounds a bit strange because you think you should, but no, that makes sense. Otherwise, I get compromised in my head creatively as to what my style is, and I feel at forty three, I've kind of nearly reached my style now that I'm really comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if I was to go back to when I was small, Mm -hmm. I used to love watching Mum put outfits together and getting dressed up and. And not even getting dressed up, just her style. I thought yeah. she was cool. I, I still think she's got great style, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so, and I, and I get my love of accessories and shoes from her, for sure.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same with my mum, actually, me and my sisters. I remember being in Caches, you know, Brown yeah, Thomas' yeah, Caches. Sure. I remember being in Caches when I was younger
1: and just sitting on the stairs and Caches being like,
0: this shop is yeah. so boring. And it's really funny, I was in Brown <laughs>
1: Thomas on Saturday morning. I have this routine where I go in on Saturday morning on my yeah. own when Jess is at one of our classes and it's just it's great. It's got such a buzz about oh it. Oh I love it. Um and I know that I'm doing the right thing for me because um and I think people always think, Oh, seriously, Emily, do you still love it? I love what I do and I I I'm constantly looking for new um, outfits, new things to see new styles so yeah. um, going into places like Brown Thomas or any department store any boutique mm. is is great you know and that's
0: listen that's what Go Do You is all about because if something is bringing you joy and makes you feel the way I can see that you feel now with hmm. the passion then that's what you need to do. And that's when we want you to go do you because, listen, life is short. We're not here
1: for a long life time. Life is short. You know? Evie taught me that. Yeah, life is short. I think that um, you go through some strifes in life, certainly when you get to 43. And I do think that you learn um, that it is short and you've got to grab opportunities when they come. And, and a lot of the time you've got to create them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think that... Um, you, you've got to work hard. It doesn't yeah. come just by sitting around imagining it. You've actually got to get out and do it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I've definitely tried my best to do that. Yeah,
0: I'm wrecked job. from it. Oh, I'd say so. I was going to say, um, I've been hearing quite a bit recently about influencers' mental health suffering and their need to find more balance in their lives. You know, people come on, they say, I had to take a break for a few weeks. Sorry, I was missing um if this is a sign of things to come for the influencer industry, do you believe Instagram is a sustainable medium
1: for the long term?
0: Or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um I mean, I guess it's one of the biggest marketing tools in the world, mm. right? And um and it's it it's really good at what it does. I can only speak from my personal experience. Mm. As you said, I've got nearly 50,000 followers. I've got the nicest followers, good. The people that engage with me I always think are like you and me. They're mums mm. or they're women in their 40s, 50s, 60s mm. um, who just want to come onto Instagram as a space to um, yeah. switch off switch off, yeah. or be inspired or get some ideas, be introduced to new products. or um, And as long as we all know that that's what we're doing and don't make it any more complicated, then it can't get more complicated. There are times when I'm tired, mm-hmm. but that would be, di- that would be again quite personal. I have tendencies to go kind of quite down my mm-hmm. moods. Um, I've spoken about that before on my page anyway. I would be on an antidepressant for probably the last eight years since after Jessica was born because I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I that. But, yeah. It, you know, I think that as a as a result of that, I'm quite aware of my capabilities mm-hmm. and when it gets too much... I do take a break. Well done. I don't yeah. kind of necessarily have to switch off to get that break. I just need to just slow down a little. Yeah. Um, and sometimes then if I do go about down, I find that my creative kind of flow is, is just non-existent. Yeah. I just can't be bothered. Yeah. And then you give yourself time and yeah, you kind of, start. you know, re-engage with what's around you and who's around you and just bring it all back to normality and then. You get the energy to gear back up again.
0: Yeah, I love that. And
1: I love how you're so honest about those things. Um,
0: it, it definitely helps people who are listening, I've no doubt. Oh, I hope. So well done. Um, where do you see Fashionably 40th going in the future? Have you big plans for your brand or is it just a case of take it day by day, see what happens, roll with it?
1: So I guess because my focus primarily is on the girls. Yeah. I'm unable to strategize as much as I would like because I just don't have the headspace, yeah. nor do I the time. Plus, I've got lots of other interests. I play a lot of tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we travel a bit. Um, I've got my family, you know, and my friends that I want to keep up my relationships with and not uh, yeah. lose sight of them. So um, as hard as I work on my page, I probably don't maximise it as as much as, much as, as could. I could or yeah. as much as others do. And sometimes that gets me down and my followers will know that because I get all stressed about how many people are following me or, you know, am I doing a good job? Because it can get quite lonely. You're kind of self-appraising. Yes. And it's hard to sometimes do that because, as I said, if I get down, then my confidence lowers and I get a little bit nervous. But I think that um, I have some ideas. They're burning away inside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And they are only ideas at the moment. But uh, I think watch the space. You know, I'm kind of confident in my creative, create, creativity now as to what's out there and what's possible. So, I don't know. I don't doubt you. Mm, yeah, definitely you. <laughs> watch this space. Um,
0: so you have a very loyal following on Instagram. What is the secret, do you think? And if it is trying to obey the algorithm that so many influencers talk about, by posting content daily, every single day. Is that not a huge pressure for you?
1: Yeah, it is. It's massive. And Mm. I really felt it coming up to Christmas. Again, I got really quite down. Uh, Energy levels were massively low. I think I suffer a little bit from SAD anyway. So in the winter, I just struggle. Mm. Dark nights, dark days, uh, the weather. And I just thought, I don't know if I can, I'm tired, you know. And you see, when I first started my page, the target was to get to 10,000 followers. Because okay. that's how you made it commercial in the in the day. That's yes, because there was the link, wasn't the it? The yeah. So my sole focus was trying to gather followers. Mm-hmm. And I was learning as I was going as to mm. how you do that. Yeah. The biggest thing was shout outs from your peers. Okay. Um, and the kick that you would get out of that was... Yeah was massive. I remember my first ever shout out was from Yvonne Mellon. Do you know Y-Style? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember she did it on a River Island jacket um, that I was wearing and I just suddenly got 500 followers. Oh my God. And it was extraordinary because it had taken me three months to get 500 followers and suddenly one shout out from someone who's so cool and so lovely like her anyway was massive. And and so I think that 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 trajectory and that way of thinking kind of sat with me for a long, long time. Okay. You don't need that as much now. And now what I've realized as I've matured into the way of working on Instagram is that actually it's not necessarily about the numbers. Mm. It is sometimes because the brands like to see how popular you are and they do kind of look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. But they go more deep into the insights. They can actually go in and look into the insights of my page and see the engagement going on behind. How many people are clicking your links? How many people are liking your posts? How many people are resharing your posts? Mm -hmm. How many people are engaging and commenting on your posts? And that sort of thing is now where I'm focusing my attention. So after Christmas, I just gave myself a talking to and I said, look, stop worrying about the numbers. In fact, it was my followers who said it to me. Yeah. A lot of them texted me and they said, stop worrying about who's coming in. Focus yeah. on us. Give it all to us. And I just thought you're absolutely right. Dead right yeah. And so now I'm in a really good space because now I come on and I just chat. Yeah, and I love that. I think I'm building a deeper relationship with everybody and I love it. It's well fun. done. Oh, my God. Um, I love your self-belief
0: and your confidence and your courage Um, you speak so openly and honest with your followers about like we've just done the real life challenges that no doubt we all go through but you so very bravely share thank you for that because um, I'm sure it, it helps so many people Um, where do you think that, that self-belief and that confidence was instilled in you or
1: where did it come from? Really, simply my family, my mum and dad primarily. Um, They just, uh, I don't know, parented really well, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Got to give them credit. Um, I had a really happy childhood. My siblings, I'm one of five kids. Um, They're all so supportive and, you know, we're all best of friends. They also are very honest. Yes. They they give it to you straight. If you get above your station, you're pulled back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that that's fair enough because there's an honesty and a loyalty and trust in that. Yeah. That they are looking out for me. Um, There's no ulterior motive except to say, I don't like that. Or that was brilliant or, you know. Um, But mum and dad, mum and dad just gave us great confidence. They... They just believed in us. They showed us the way. They instilled in us a a great work ethic, you know, to work hard, achieve. Um, I remember mum's mantra was, if you start something, you finish it. Yes. It's like, okay. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you're going to do
0: something, do it 100%. My dad is the same. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that was for everything from piano lessons and exams and everything that we did. Um, So mum and dad, I would start with them, I think. Thank you, mum and dad. (laughs) Um, I don't want to keep
0: you too much longer, Emily. So finally, what advice would you give to our listeners today who may be feeling a little anxious or fearful about taking the first steps in pursuing something that is close to their heart? What advice could you
1: give them? I guess my advice would not to be under any false illusions that it's going to come easy and that it's just going to be, eh, I have an idea, so... That'll work. You have to work hard. You have to You have to work hard. Um, luck comes into it, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, uh, who you meet, uh, where you are at a certain time. Um, but you've got to work hard. And I, I think you do have to have some strategy as to what you're doing and where you're going. The other thing is, I'm very, very lucky in my life partner. My husband is... Um, pain in the ass no. <laughs> he is so supportive he is my biggest biggest champion oh. and again I'm very lucky that I have someone in my corner like him who gives it to me straight my god does he <laughs> but is always there and supports me when it comes to uh, giving me the time to do something or being there with the girls when I can't be um, so I would say work hard have a support network, network around you um, be it your friends your partner whoever um yeah, and enjoy it. I think you've got to love what you're doing. If it, if you don't, it's obvious that you yeah. don't. Yeah. And then it'll it'll become taxing and it will become very hard work. Yeah. I think you've got to really have a passion for what you're doing.
0: I love that. And Emily, well done because you seem to really have a healthy balance. Um and we admire that and we can see that so thank you and I can't wait thank to you. continue to follow your Aww. journey thank <laughs> you for being and Go Do You it's been an absolute
1: pleasure it has been my pleasure thank you